Hello, and welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast, episode 182. Can you get the link? I never thought I'd miss Steve's facts. I tried. It's a tenuous link. Episode 182. Blink 182. Let's move swiftly on to beer. Yeah, anyway. Elvis. We have Elvis juice. Uh, This week's beer bods is uh, Brewdog's Elvis juice. I'm all shook up. Oh, no. (laughs) See, I'm sorry. You had to see that coming. (laughs) I'm sorry. Fetish probably don't want to shake that up. No, that is true. Make um, this is a grapefruit-infused IPA. Mm. Um, as a, you know, a brew dog aficionado. I'm a brew dog fan, I like the yeah. beer. Um, this one you've had before? Pretty sure I have, yeah. Mm. I'm okay. certain I have. Yeah. Um, one of their, not one I've, I've had before, this is one of the newer ones, is it? Not sure. Fairly new. Fairly more um, I've... Last 12, 18 months I've yeah. been doing it. Something like that. So, uh, I think they definitely released it when they started doing their new branding. And it, it is very so. this this year. I, like Everybody is making grapefruit and orange and lemon and citrus IPAs yeah. this but year. I, I, I sometimes wonder when uh, you see a lot of breweries start doing that. It's just like, was it just an abundance of grapefruits in this year's crop and everyone was just like, oh, they're cheap. Let's, let's, well, try, let's I, try that. <laughs> I think there was a, very, a high cost of hops thing. If, oddly enough, I remember some of the people who were making their predictions last year as to what would happen were going like, yeah, hops are expensive, so everyone's going to buy fruit IPAs and, and brew fruit, fruit IPAs. And um, I wish those people could have warned me that Donald Trump would get elected president. Yeah, <laughs> oddly enough, they actually yeah they were actually right, which is kind of surprising um, uh, about the beer. And I yeah. yeah, sorry to bring politics into this. <laughs> yeah, so there is there has been a lot of fruit fruit flavored IPAs around this last year, um, and I must admit, I've I've not always been a huge fan. It's mm. been a bit of a mixed bag, I think, for me. Not that I dislike them, just that I kind of I already like we a good have, IPA, so sometimes I feel like does it we, actually add something to them? Yeah, we have the Tropic Blunder. Mm-hmm. That, that was a, that was a pineapple. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> it was. I guess I think I, I liked that. I guess it did add something a bit different to it. It wasn't too heavy. I find some of them I found a little bit too heavy on the fruit. Mm. Well, let's talk about branding for a minute because. They're pretty well known for branding. Yeah, yeah, some that they've uh, they've kind of done. You know what? I've got to be honest. Ever since they changed to this current format, they've got. I've not. I don't like it at all. I prefer the previous uh, format that they had for the branding. You know, I, I the colours. I actually quite like the red and black. It stands out quite nicely. Well, the colours like it's just it's the way everything's arranged. So you've got stuff going on in the background, and then you've got yeah. the You've got um, the logo for the beer and Brewdog's logo overlaid on top of that, and then the, the uh, information laid on top of that. It makes it really hard to read. Yeah, against I, the, the particularly in can format. In so. Particularly in can format, I'm just finding it very busy. Um, and if you can, uh, it's nice, but 
I don't. I think for for somebody like them, it just feels like. I I was very surprised when they relaunched their new branding because I thought, having seen the things they'd done previously, I thought it was a backward step. Mm. You know, I, I like Brewdog. I'm I'm a big fan of them, but I I'm I'm sorry, guys. I really don't like your your current branding. It it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I I think I like bits of it. I just. It, it does feel a little bit cluttered and a little bit too hard to actually get, spot the name. I, I think that's a key thing. Like, I'm not sure that that text on the side there with the other stuff going on behind it shouts, this isn't the name of the beer, is Elvis Juice. Um, and when you've got so many different stuff, having a lot of things that all look a little bit samey, mm-hmm. it's not, not great. It doesn't make them pop, does it, off the shelf? Stand out from no. one another? I mean, it makes them recognisably Brewdog against other stuff. But um, uh, in, in, amongst their own range. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess it depends on, on whether you're trying to sell. Like, I guess they're on, the, they're on the shelf now against, in supermarkets, against, you know, uh, Sierra Nevada, against um, Vocation, against all these other breweries that are doing cans never, and stuff now. The and, thing was, though, I never thought they're branding before struggled standing out in the supermarket it was no. very recognisable no it's true even amongst all those others I mean they're, they're one of the first craft brewers to get into the supermarket yeah. scene they? so they've been up there and up against that since day one we will detour briefly into an anecdote I overheard in my local supermarket um, I, like, as I quite often do I wandered past the beer section of the, the supermarket when I was just picking up some other bits just mm. to see what, what they've got in you never know when there's something interesting in in, and it was a Tesco's, um, and there was an, an older couple there, probably into the kind of sixties, um, I would have guessed. Mm. And the guy was looking at the beers and uh, saw the Brewdog ones and went, "Oh, Brewdog! Well, they're not proper craft, though, are they?" <laughs> and I kind of thought, "Wow, craft has has evidently penetrated the market, as they would say." Mm. Yeah, that, this is in that, Stoke. Yes, yeah, this is. It almost makes it sound like you're making it an ages thing. Well, a sixty-year-old man can't appreciate craft beer. I'm not, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm surprised that anybody was looking in Stoke. Uh, uh, yeah, it's not your not your usual clientele. Really. No, and in fairness, like we've got we've got quite a good craft beer scene. It's it's definitely picking up really really well there. But you know, in a supermarket, so you're already looking at somebody who's gone to look at beer in who's buying their beer in the supermarket rather than somebody who's gone to one of the bottle shops. Well, I mean, buying your beer in the supermarket, as much as I like my craft beer, there are, it, is, it, it is convenient mm. knowing that you can just, you know, if you just fancy something, you can pop down the road to most supermarkets yep. and get something passable nowadays. It is. Uh, I, I definitely definitely don't disagree with that. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, they are craft, though, I think. Yeah. I don't they're... think anybody can really argue that these guys are not. But the... the Therein lies the problem, isn't it? It's a problem that's existed for a number of years now, and it continues to exist. Is no one has actually properly defined what they mean by craft. Like Ooh, we're in stage territory here. I... But this is this is the thing, though, isn't it? Like it's you. You talk about Canberra and the old guard, and I know you know people tend to mumble and grumble about what Canberra stand for. But it, they have a very clear definition of what they, they mean do, by yeah. real ale. No doubt. Craft beer sends 
especially to people who aren't interest uh, who aren't interested in craft beer yet, it sends very mixed messages about what craft beer is. Yeah. I think the problem is there are far too many people pulling against each other, all trying to push their own idea Agenda. of what they mean. Well, and opinions. So anybody who hasn't listened um, to opinions by now that from Beer O'Clock Show, um, go and have a listen. Stephen Martin, we've been talking about whether we need definition of craft this last episode. Um, I definitely voted in their poll and said, no, we don't think we do need a definition of what craft is. I, for various reasons, I don't, and I think part of it is, I don't think any of us could agree. Like, I don't think you could find two people who, who agreed properly about what craft in the UK is. In the US, I think it's a different thing. But in this country, when you've got those little small regional brewers, some of whom are starting to do unusual stuff and, and new things, I think it's really hard to define what you say, like, that's craft or that isn't. And Boudog's a great example, because by our standards, by the UK standards, they're large. So size is clearly not the driving factor for us, no. because I still think they definitely fit in that bracket. But there are plenty of sm much smaller brewers who I wouldn't describe as as craft because despite the fact that they, they take a lot of care with their beer their brew, their beers are of a very traditional safe style and I, and I don't think that fits the bill of what I think of as craft. I think the problem perhaps is that maybe the solution is not have a, a, a definition of what craft is. I think perhaps controversially maybe we need to ditch the word craft and actually start just Talking about good beer, yeah. In general, well, I, I think I think, actually, Cam, I think Camera makes craft. Like craft beer is any good beer that isn't Camera. Like, any good beer that isn't real ale is, by definition, craft beer. But real, there are lots of real ales out there. Really tasty beer. Yeah, they are. But we've already oh, know that that can be. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Which like, is, there's which good is, beer as well. This, which is why I'm saying. Instead of having the whole argument about what craft is, should should we? Because I, I understand it. You know, at the time when the craft scene started to appear in the UK, it you know it was necessary because the beer scene was in a pretty bad, poor state. British brewing yeah. was in a pit. You were not going state. to find a beer like this at that point. No, not a grapefruit flavored beer full of American hops. But the thing is now because there's. Just so there is no real set in stone definition, and there are very mixed messages being sent out by uh, different people that you speak to in the industry. Maybe it's time we, you know, say you know what, craft's dead. Forget about craft. post craft. Yeah, well, yeah, but forget about craft. You know, everyone who wants to make good beer, and that's camera, you know, lots of brewers that yeah. work with camera included, yeah. get together. And promote that message. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to uh, have mediocrity anymore. You've got a great range of brewers out there, all producing something that pretty much anyone would enjoy. You'll all, you'll be able to find a, a brewery that will produce a beer that every person will probably enjoy, and, but that isn't mass produced. Okay, so my my <laughs> feeling, like one of the reasons I feel like we don't need that whole craft definition thing in, in the US. Very different thing. They had um, somewhere where, yeah, there was a couple of a few big breweries, and there were basically no little breweries at that particular time when they started. Then they coined the craft term, and when they started appearing there, there was it was all about these these tiny breweries in comparison to the 
the mm. huge businesses that, were, that they were competing with. And they were two totally different things. Yeah, I think Whereas we've not got that. Like, for a long time now, even when we had those very boring, bland beers and that almost monopoly, we didn't sink fully into the monopoly. There were still some, yeah. some traditional brewers holding out. Well, I think the, uh, the, like the American definition of craft, um, based on how you just described it then, almost has a ring of like what we describe as artisan. Mm. Absolutely. Like, uh, they're for, very any of, driven. for any other um, skill set in the UK. Yeah. Like they were very <laughs> driven by, by like the American, even now, their definition of craft beer is very precise and it's very much about size and ownership. And that's fine. I don't think that fits for us because basically, partly because of what Camera have done. Like they've managed to do a great job getting small brewers producing beer. So it isn't just seven big breweries. You know, we've got all these little breweries now. And honestly, I think it's a great time to be drinking beer. Like how much choice do you get? And even the people I know who aren't really beer drinkers, um, they've got, they know that there's good beer out there. They know they've got a choice. They know that there's something besides Carling that they can drink. Mm. I don't know anybody who hasn't tried something a bit different. And it might be that a bit different is just a, is a pint of a generic real ale from a local small mm. microbrewery. It might be that it's a, a bottle of Brewdog from the supermarket. But I, I, th- I don't think we need craft because I don't think there's, we're struggling to push that agenda to the, the market. I think most people now are well aware that there's a broad variety of beer out there. And if they don't want this kind of beer, it's not because they didn't even know this thing existed. They may not have tried it. They may be resistant to trying this kind of thing. I, I can certainly understand that. But I think they're aware that it's there. Anyway, beer. We should we should swing back around to what we think of the beer. Oh yeah, you, 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 we've been talking so much. We've I've finished my glass. I uh, can top you up. Don't worry. And uh, there we yeah. are. Because um, you're you're cycling home, so you'll be fine. Yeah. What's the actual percentage on this? I have no idea. <laughs> um, it's pretty easy drinking. I've got quite hard to find though, because the can's quite. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I am six point five percent. Oh, you know, nice, nice, easy, fashionable one. <laughs> By Brewdog standards, that's pretty. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, that's pretty tame. I mean, what, what does punk clock in at nowadays? Is, it, mm. is that is that under six? Five, I think. Is that under six? Now? No, I, I don't know. It used to be six and a half, didn't mm. it? I think they made it a little, uh, a little lighter, a little lighter. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I, I'm not super keen. You know? No, I like bits of it, but again, I just find that grapefruit comes through too strongly. Um, it tastes like a mix of grapefruit juice and... In fact, it, it tastes like the kind of thing I've had at a Brewdog bar. If you've been to one of the Brewdog bars and had their, their beer cocktails where they, mm. they mix fruit juice and beer, that pretty much... Actually, yeah, one of their bit It does remind me, now you said that, of one of their beer cocktails. Um... And that's not a terrible thing, but... I think it's a beer, and I think if you want a beer cocktail, you go, you have a thing. I think if it's called an IPA, a grapefruit IPA, I expect the, the grapefruit to be a bit more restrained. Yeah, from that point of view, I, I agree. At the same time, I'm really enjoying it. It tastes like carbonated alcoholic grapefruit juice. Great. <laughs> that, uh... that is true. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. I mean, it, it does taste like we're getting the can pulled ready. 
Oh yeah, because we've no we've, we've no, got no bottle top. No bottle cap. Oh yeah. Um, mm. The rather less impactful can pull today. Um, I think I'm I'm ready to go with my my score then. Go on then. Mm. I think it's nice as I've come to expect from Brewdog. I would I'd have been shocked if I really didn't enjoy it because I'm I've come to expect a level of consistency from them. Um, at the same time, I find it a little bit heavy on the grapefruit and. I'm getting a little bored of it after one. I wouldn't avoid drinking it, but at the same time, I'm not going to go hunting down any more of it. So it's a seven for me. Seven. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, um, I'm enjoying it. Like I said, it tastes like boozy grapefruit juice, which is always always a good thing. Um, I quite like the bitter finish on the end as well. Um, I think that really works well with the... Uh, with the uh, acidity you get from the grapefruit, so I'm gonna go seven and a half. Yeah, it's not. It's not like not, not your favourite of that. It's not a life changing it. Well, since I've beer, got but it's you know it's not a bad beer. I mean seven and a half. I think it's pretty yeah, fair. Solid. Uh, so since I've I've got a, a Brewdog enthusiast, I, and I'm saying this as if I don't enjoy Brewdog beers. I do enjoy Brewdog beers, but I don't. You just drink. like to be controversial, Ron. That's true <laughs> too. Um, what is your go-to one? Oh, uh, well, it was 5am saying. It's now 5am red ale, isn't it? Mm. Uh, but yeah, 5am saying. I love that. Oh, it always used to be for me, but I haven't had one in quite a long time because I keep ending up in places when I'm drinking Brew Dog where it's like, what have you got in? And it's punk. Um, so I should go and have some 5am oh, some red ale. Fresh punk. It's really is good it, when it's fresh. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had an experience, didn't we? I think it was like last year, maybe, maybe, maybe might even be longer ago, where we had a, a, a super fresh bottle of punk IPA uh, in the afternoon, and then we went to a pub uh, later on, and they had some bottles of punk in the fridge, but they had their old branding on, mm. um, and yeah. it was, and it just tasted so flat in comparison. Yeah. Uh, it was re- it was really interesting. It's a real showcase of how <laughs> uh, how that's a beer that if you drink it super fresh, it's really good. If mm. you Leave it sitting around; it's really boring. Um, not not bad, just not not that kind of excitement um, at the fresh house. Mm. Anyway, we should drink up and shut up. Well, I'm drunk, so you show. <laughs> we are done.